This is the Two Lights Podcast. Join me, Robert Nicolato, and my wife, Crystal Nicolato, as we explore the words and principles of the truth that illuminate the direction and the steps on the path of life. Good morning, sweetie. Good morning. Well, today um, I wanted to talk about our t- the title of our podcast, uh, Two Lights. Mm-hmm. I suppose first thing I wanted to mention about Two Lights is that we actually have a Facebook page now, and that's a good way that people can get a hold of us at Two Lights Podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's one way that you can know what we're doing, and uh, we've got some activities coming up. Uh, we do runs every now and then and we'll probably be posting that on the pod on the uh facebook page and so if uh new episodes come up and that's where we're gonna put them sounds good so where did we get the name for two lights podcast we got that from psalms 119 105 mm-hmm. so i one thing i wanted to clarify is that that's not like an ego trip. <laughs> you know, the Two Lights podcast is not like talking about me and you. Right. Crystal and Robert Nicolato. It's talking about the two lights from the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Psalms. So are you familiar with that verse, babe? Yes. What is it? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Correct. Yeah. And my understanding is... Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path is Hebrew poetry structure. So they would very often, to emphasize them something, they would repeat it twice or three times even. And and that's how I've always kind of understood these passages. And I think that's probably the correct way to understand it too, that the Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path is likely one source of light that the well lo- yes thy word right so your the word is the source right and it's both it's two different um uh, what would the word be two different avenues of the same source two different right. mediums right rather yeah it's shining on your feet and it's shining on your path. yes yes and so that that light is actually local like, and you can channel light in different ways yes. like a light bulb you know an oil lamp yeah Dif- they're all different mediums they're all light though yes Come and on. actually the hebrew word there for lamp is a candle right so so th- that is one thing about this that i wanted to put out there now the reason i'm saying that i use the idea of two lights though is because in land navigation if you're in the dark Having a light out in the distance as a path reference. So, in other words, you're going toward a light out into the future. Out in right. It's it's showing you where to go. Right in general terms. Exactly. It doesn't show you your path. It only shows right. you how to put your boat where to um, situate it towards yeah, a certain like a lighthouse. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, we've got this idea then of two lights where you've got the lamp which is local and it shows you your 
Immediate. Your feet. Yeah, where are my feet going? And then you've got this light unto your path, which is out there, and it's showing you, okay, this is the direction I'm going in. Right. Inland navigation, that's actually something that you always have also. But it makes total sense because you can be oriented toward your main point, but you could like hit an iceberg or anything else between here and your main point. Right. Yeah. You're not even going to get there if you don't know where you're going day by day. Right. That's exactly right. And so that's actually something that really stood out in alert, and it's something that they taught us. With land navigation, especially if you're in a, in a forest where you have trees all around you, and you can maybe your visibility is only you know, 20 yards, if you don't have a reference that is global, like a compass you're not going to make it to where you're going because a forest is very confusing. Everything looks different and the same. And you've got this... So if you're self-referencing, in other words, you're picking something local to walk toward, in a forest, you're going to get lost. Well, it's even the same I was thinking about with like goal setting. Like Today I was thinking about what goals do I want to accomplish in 2020? But you don't just make large goals without daily execution. Right. Or you won't ever. What does that even mean? Right. It's almost like the lamp into your feet makes sense of your ultimate path. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like the actually computation of the answer. So, right. You have to have the thing out there, but then you have to have incremental steps in order yeah, to get there. The execution of how to, of what that even means. Right. Right. Well, and then what that means, too, is that along the way, you're going to have to make corrections. Right. So you're you're not just, you're paying attention to both, in other words. Because right. I could actually have my compass. And, and something they would tell you to do is, what you do is you'll, you'll take, or you'll, you'll box your needle. The needle will be pointing to, to, to magnetic north, and you'll box that in the direction you want to go. In, on the compass, it'll have this these two little lines. We'll literally put the needle inside of these two lines. Right, and it can't. And then you line that the needle up with those two lines, and then and then that's taking you in that direction. Right, you know for a fact. Yeah. Now, it depends on how accurate you need to be. Right. You know, like if I'm looking for a particular point, my, right. I have to be more careful about watching my 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 needle. Which is actually my, my, my the the light to my path, if you, if you will. The thing about having a light in darkness, so out there, is that you can actually see the point over the distance. Whereas in land navigation during the day, where you're using your compass you actually can't see. Right, because you're in trees or wherever you are. You don't even know. Right. So you can't actually right, do yet, that. Except and, for your compass. Right. And so you could you could get really lost. And, and guys did get lost. They, they dropped us off. And it's like... Even with your compass, you would still get lost? Oh, absolutely. Or at least, let's say, you wouldn't find your point. Yeah, and the way someone would get lost when they're out in the forest is not trusting their compass... And if if the point that you're trying to get to 
is small, incremental changes in your direction will mess up your overall path. So if you're looking, if you're going like miles, one degree of uh, error will put you hundreds of yards off of a particular point. And so it's really important for, you know, there to be accuracy to find a point out there. Even if you've got a compass, what you're doing is you'll take a reading and you'll find something like a tree or a land mark that you can see out in front of you and you'll walk toward that and then you'll take another reading. So that that's how you would, you know, be accurate. Where we were at though, there was swamp. So I mean, your your visibility was really low and so you you would rely on your compass a lot more and so it was very hard to be accurate. So it, it took a lot longer to move and and then you could also check yourself based on your map too, which was pretty helpful. But in 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 the verse itself though, because it's dark is it implies that it's dark, let's say. Right. That means that you have that beacon out there in the distance, but you also have your lamp for your feet. Right. Are you familiar, babe, with Follow the Drinking Gourd? It's a song. Yeah, it sounds so... Is that from, like, slavery times? That's correct. Yes. I, I played that on a recorder in, like, fifth grade or something. <laughs> okay. Well, that song was taught to the slaves so that they could remember how to follow the North Star. Yeah, I totally remember that. And so basically he was, and I I don't remember the name of the guy that went around and taught them. I think he was a preacher, actually. And he would teach the slaves the song so that they could know how to navigate by the North Star, North. Right. And what's unique about the North Star is that it doesn't move in the sky. Right. The entire sky is, the the North Star is a great reference point. It, the whole sky rotates on that. Right. And so from one day to the next, right. if you can use the, the Big Dipper, the two front stars on the Big Dipper at all times point to the North Star. And so they would use that as a light unto their path in order to get to, and and, be, and because you know all they needed to do was go north. That was that was kind of helpful, and so I thought that was really interesting. That's the North Star didn't tell them where their feet needed to go. It t- it gave them a path though. So like if I follow this thing here, I know I'm not going to go east. I'm not going to go west. I'm going to go. I'm not going south. I'm going north. And all I need to know is north is where I need to go because, uh, you know, I'm, I need to get north in order to be free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what an amazing idea. If we, if we zoom in on the lamp unto my feet idea, this is a really big idea that in the dark, so great, you've got your path, the light to your path, mm-hmm. but you also need a lamp for your feet. And assuming there's no moon, and it's really dark, and that's what the verse implies, is that you need the lamp for your feet, for your path. 
or actually the path is for the light is for the path but the lamp is for your individual footsteps it implies that you can only see so far right there's this part in pilgrim's progress and pilgrim's progress was written by john bunyan and it is the story of a man named christian he is moving to the celestial city and in john bunyan's book was an allegory of the christian life one part of christian's path was the valley of the shadow of death Mm -hmm. and the valley of the shadow of death is mentioned in psalms 34 though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death Mm -hmm. and so he's he proceeds through this valley and it's dark and he can't see anything and there's this mist around and and it's just really obscure but he he keeps walking through it and he one thing that is interesting about that is you know if you knew the whole path would you take the path so true you know yeah and so there's something that's amazing about the fact that you can only see so much right and it's almost like it gives you the opportunity to absorb what you're able to. And that's kind of what was going on with Pilgrim also. Or I should say Christian in Pilgrim's Progress. Right. He couldn't see what was really going on. And once he got through the valley of the shadow of death, he was able to see his path behind him. Mm-hmm. And he saw that on one side there was a gulf that he could have fallen in at any point if he had wandered off what that path was. Mm-hmm. And on the other side was like demons and angels of darkness that were that would have pulled him into hell right. if he had gone to the other side of the path. Right. And So even though the path seemed terrible and difficult, it could have actually been much worse. Exactly, if he had not been on the path. Right. And so there's a certain, it's almost like a veil of ignorance, Mm -hmm. which is kind of helpful. But that's amazing, though, because Jesus would have known his entire path, and he did it anyway because he was God. Right. So that's pretty incredible that Jesus knew everything that would happen. Yeah. And he chose it. What What do you mean exactly? Like Jesus knew everything that would happen on his path in life. Oh, I see. Yes. And he chose that knowingly. Yeah. As opposed to somebody who would know and wouldn't choose that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. And I think something about the the lamp idea where we only see a bit of our path. Right. I call it the veil of ignorance. I mean, that's... It's pretty amazing that we don't see too much. Right. And I... And it's helpful that we don't see too much because how many of us would say, oh, I'm going to walk into that with knowledge and right. power through that. Right. No, we, we just have one day at a time and we don't right. know the future. And because we don't know the future, there's a bit of ignorance there that I think is helpful at times. Right. And that's like John 15 about abiding. Yeah. Abiding isn't like a one-time thing. Yeah. It's like a daily it's, a, it's like you're Pass. waiting at the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How am I going to make t- make this today? How am I going to make this mm-hmm. this next step? Right. And this next step? And I, I think that your 
the struggles that you do endure on on the path, because that does happen, mm-hmm. you don't see the next disaster. Right. You just see the one that's within your view. Right. And so you deal with that one. You get stronger. And then when you come up against the next thing within your view, you're able to deal with that. So true. And I was thinking about, uh, I read this long thing by Paul David Tripp about Jesus. And he was saying, you know, he's describing Jesus's life on earth and his suffering and all these things. And he was saying there was no other way. Yeah. Like there was no other way. And even Peter tried to stop Jesus. And Jesus is like, you know, there's no other way. Yeah. And it's like so often in my life when things are hard, you see something in your path. Yeah. And it's like a rock. Like I want to go back in the opposite direction or go around it like anything. I don't because it seems counterintuitive that going through this hideous thing would actually produce the thing you want. Yeah. It's like I need to avoid it. Yeah. But just like you're saying in Pilgrim's Progress, like, first of all, that's impossible. And you have to go for it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to stay on the path. But there's right. a gulf on one side and there's the devil on the other. I mean, if you re- if your goal is really what you say it is. You're right. You know, meaning like I want to, you know, stay on the path. I yeah. want to be godly. I want to get past issues. Yeah. Like, then you have to do the thing that actually does that. Yeah. Which is to continue on. Yes. Yeah. And and something about an obstruction is that it's possible it can obscure the light on your path. That's so true. And this would happen often enough when I was on land navigation is that because there's so many obstructions between you, you can only reference so far. Right. And so, but you're always looking, okay, where's my reference point? Where's my reference point? And so you might have to look at it more often because your path is more obstructed. But then people will say or think this isn't the right path. Yeah. Because why would it be obstructed if my goal is a good one? Right. You know, if my goal is to be godly or to stand this path toward heaven, why would my path be obstructed from my good goal? Right, right. No, it seems to me like it's like it's because you need it and that the path that you're on is the one that is being set for you by God. Mm-hmm. And and that reaches right back to our very first podcast where it talks about, you know, the keeping your eye on the, the teacher mm-hmm. and that your responsibility has been set by him, and you're supposed to stay within that sphere of responsibility. That's how you know what you're doing right, that you're doing it right, is that you are referencing the master, and he is showing you what's what and who's who for each step that you take. This morning I was reading in The Cost of Discipleship, and he, it was chapter 5, and he started out chapter 5 with the Bible verse that says, no man who hates, or he, I guess he was saying, uh, you must hate your father and mother and brother and sister. You know, if you don't hate them, yeah. then you're not fit for the kingdom. Yeah. Hate meaning, you know, to have Christ be the deciding factor, the thing you're looking to, the most important thing, you know. Yeah. And he was talking about in chapter 5 how we want to reference other people. Like, you know, you look at your path and you're like, if this is hard, 
I want to have other people do it with me. Or like Peter, you know, he, about John, like, is he going to suffer like I am? You know, and Peter's talking to Jesus and Jesus says, feed my sheep to Peter. Oh, yes. And Peter's like, what's going to happen to John, you know? Oh, so that in that case in particular, Jesus had just told Peter that you're going to be captured and killed. Yes. And, and then Peter says, what about John? Right. And what does Jesus say to him? Uh, don't, I can do with him what I want. Yeah. Don't worry about. You've got your own path. Yeah. Peter. And it's like, you think you can hide, you know, behind other people. But that very verse is saying like, nothing can come between you and Christ, yeah. even your own family. Yeah. Not that you hate them like hate, but like you, they are not your God. Right. Like there's only one person who has the ultimate say. Right. Well, in order for you to focus on something in particular, you have to reject other things. Right. Especially if you have to focus on it, like your life depends on right. it. Right. And so that's, that's the use of the word hate there is actually Jesus used the same word when he was talking about his own family. I don't remember what the circumstances were exactly, but he said, except you hate your mother, your father, your brother, your wife, you know, your wealth. Even your very life. Yeah. You cannot be my disciple. Yeah. And so what what he was saying was not don't to hate your parents. Right. He, he was saying, mean, you need to choose me above all prefer else. Christ. Yeah. And so that means that you're actually going to be rejecting your mother, your father. Right. And all these other things because, because the primary object in in your eye is going to be me jesus yeah when your path gets very difficult you know that like i think when your path is easy you don't notice that as much yeah but there comes times in your path where you're like nobody can do this for me no one can take this away from me and even by walking this path i'm isolating myself from other people yeah you know well, well, Jesus actually said that. He said, I haven't come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword. He said, I, people are literally going to chur- turn against each other in their own households because of me. Right. And and that, that that's a physical reality that we see today. To become a Christian is to be hated by your own family. Right. And I we, we know that of, of people where it's just, there's so much strife within the home because someone in the home is actually hating them because they are now loving Christ. Right, which is strange, but it must be like spiritually understood. Because most Christians are like, you know, I still love my parents. I still blah, blah, blah. But it's the other person. Yeah. The person who's not the Christian. Yeah. That's angry. So it's like a felt spiritual thing that when someone loves Jesus, their allegiance is changed it has changed yeah it actually says that you're a peculiar people in the bible right. that it's like you're you're an alien and and so then when you end up being like someone look, looks at at you like you're some kind of dangerous green martian you know it's like get this person out of here you know i want to be able to do my thing in secret right and not have any consequences or any conscience because of your, you know, right. allegiance to Jesus. Right. Yeah. I would like to think that our podcast could could be that and be that for us and for others that listen. 
Yeah, I listen to it after we do it, and I'm like, oh, that was so helpful to me. <laughs> I know. Well, it's amazing how quickly we forget. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a audible journal. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Good one. I didn't even, because people will say, oh, that was so helpful. And I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good to hear it again. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean I've learned it just because I said it. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm-hmm. And, and so to think about the Bible and to apply it to what you have to do today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's like down to the nitty gritty. And a lamp or a light into your path, you know, like that, what God wants for me mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. to use that to orient yourself in the correct direction right. is how you ought to do it. And Right. And sometimes you want to break from the lamp into your feet. Like I, I don't want to do it every day. Like yeah. I just want the general, but as soon as you take out the detail, yeah. You don't get, it's like goals. You don't get to the end goal without your daily execution. Yeah. Well, if you want to get it done well. Right. uh, There has to be incremental progress one step at a time. Right. And if you understood what the consequences were on either side of the path, would you do that? Right. And... I mean, the suffering that we run into along the path is, it's like, like what we just talked about with momentum. It's just, I'm doing this. Right. I'm going through because I know what's on the other side. Right. So, yeah, I, I would like to think that this podcast could do that. Not because of any, any words that, you know, fly out of mine or your mouth, but because of... God's word meaning something to people because maybe after a while of hearing something you don't hear it anymore. Right. Or or there's there's people that'll have never heard any of this stuff and this right. is just brand new and to look at something from various directions isn't a bad thing. Right. You know, let let's stir up the brain a little bit. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Until next time. You have been listening to the Two Lights Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. If you did not enjoy this podcast, feel free not to give us any rating at all. We would like to keep our rating up at five if we can. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. And from the Nicolato house to yours, we thank you. Thank you.